0: Hi friends, welcome back to the Word Pictures with Meredith podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today and I just find it such an honor that you would take time out of your day to spend it with me and my guest. I hope that you have your favorite drink in hand, whether that be your sweet tea, your soda, your coffee. A fun little thing about this recording, we actually recorded it while we were on a camping trip. and we were out riding a very uh, hilly uh, course on our bicycles. And I told my husband, I am really craving a Pepsi or a cherry Pepsi. And he said, you know what, I actually saw a vending machine back, you know, away at the the course that we were riding on. So bless his heart, we finished this long ride i was kind of achy from all of the hills and the terrain and everything and so we hopped in the truck and he took me and he got me a cherry pepsi so that just kind of tells you a little bit about the kind of guy that he is speaking of that he is the guest he is the guest for this episode and i am super super excited and humbled at the fact that he would take some time And share vulnerably about his faith and his journey, and a little bit about the exciting uh, things that we're going to be doing in the future and where our podcast studio is going to be. So take some time and just sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation between myself and my husband. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Word Pictures with Meredith podcast. I'm super excited that you're here today. I just have a feeling that you're going to love this conversation that I have to share with you. So I have a super special guest today. I have my husband, Scott. He is here with me, and he's going to share a little bit about our new adventure with our vintage camper, Jenny, and a little bit about his faith journey. So first off, Scott, welcome to the podcast.
1: Well I'm happy to be here.
0: (laughs) I'm excited that you're here. So we are actually recording in our vintage camper. Um, Her name is Jenny and Scott do you want to tell us a little bit about Jenny and how she came to be and the fact that now she's going to be the new podcast studio for Word Pictures with Meredith.
1: Well Jenny came about, uh, about a few years ago when we were on our anniversary trip and we we were looking through a magazine and saw that you could go to a a bed and breakfast in Wisconsin. It was called Circle M and they had vintage trailers out there and so uh, we decided that uh, for our anniversary that's what we'd like to do. You know we like to uh, think outside the box and do some fun things so we went there and uh, got to spend the night in a in a vintage camper. You know and we're talking about like a canned hand camper and so So yeah, it was just a neat experience, and then uh, of course Meredith got the idea of, we need one of these, you know, (laughs) like, uh, so we uh, um, got home and looked on the old Facebook marketplace and saw one that was uh, 45 minutes from us, and we ended up going looking at it and brought it home, and now uh, it was gutted, but the... But the structure looked good, the the aluminum, the skin looked good. And so I thought, yeah, no big deal. You know, just throw some walls up and in a couple weeks it would be good to go. But uh, now keep in mind, we've never, besides the uh, bed and breakfast, we've never been camping. We've never owned a camper. And so we did not know what we were getting into. So the camper ended up being uh, about an 18-month project and had to take everything completely apart all the way to the frame and a total rebuild, and so it, it's it's hard to express how much work that is. I mean, we're talking you know new new flooring, new walls, new electrical, new plumbing, new you know packing you know bearings, new you know wiring, all all new lights, and then it got to the point where I was going to reuse the old aluminum to keep it that vintage and and ended up having so much time and money into it that, you know, well, let's just throw new skin on it also. So, and like even down to the, the windows, you know, taking every aluminum window apart and finding, you know, just finding the gaskets, finding everything. So, so it ended up being a uh, harder, uh, than, than what I thought to begin with. You know, if this was just a regular room in your house, it'd be done in a, a couple of weeks, but this was, you know, you know, eighteen months. You know, working on and off on it. You know, so, so you know, probably about an average of you know maybe six hundred hours to get this thing uh, fully done. So yeah, it was uh, it was quite the project.
0: So going back to the the trip that we had for our anniversary. Uh, in fact, we were actually sitting on the the porch of this little vintage camper. They had it set up out in their back. Uh, you know, on the farm area, and there was a super cute um, deck and chairs, and I'm literally sitting there just hours after we had gotten to this vintage camper, looking on Marketplace, saying, honey, I think I need one of these, and we got back home, and the, I think it was just several days later, we had gone and bought this vintage camper. So bless his heart. My husband's amazing. He always goes along with my crazy ideas and entertains them. And this was definitely one of the crazy ideas that we neither of us had any idea on what we were actually getting ourselves into. So um, we ended up naming our vintage camper Jenny. So that was my husband Scott's uh, idea. So Scott, do you want to tell us what kind of camper this is that we have? And how Jenny came to be her name.
1: So, this is a 1970 Forester Kayout. It's actually made in uh, Forester, Iowa. And so, thinking of a name, uh, the only thing I could think of was the name Forester, and it reminds me of Forrest Gump. So, came up with the name Jenny. And now, when you say, say Jenny, you guys say, You have
0: that. to say Jenny. So, and so. because Jenny was. Forrest Gump's like love of his life and so you know now Jenny has kind of turned into this new love of our lives with this new adventure and all the fun ideas with camping. So we're actually sitting here recording this on one of our camping adventures. This is only the second time that we've been out um, camping with Jenny and we had so much fun. We've been biking and just exploring the area we cooked our dinner on the grill last night, we cooked our breakfast on the grill, and we even had a s'mores after our breakfast, so we kind of broke the rules with that, but we've been having a lot of fun. So, going back to the camper restoration, that took 18 months of just intense labor, um, trying to understand what it even was that you were doing, because you're, you're very talented and you're very handy, but this is a camper, and so it's a whole new experience. So tell us a little bit about that journey of just remodeling the camper and how that parallels to the journey of life at times.
1: Well, you know, when I brought it home, uh, like I said, the skin was already on. So, you know, just thinking about just throwing walls in there, but with the canned hand camper that it's, you know, the, the walls are rounded. And everything and I did not realize that you had to take the the aluminum off to get the studs in there and then cut strips thin enough to make you know the the radius to, to make this you know the the shape of the camper and during many times uh, during the um, camper, you know, I thought uh, that I wanted to quit several times uh, and I had a lot of help from uh, the the Facebook groups. You know, there's several vintage trailer, trailer groups out there that are very knowledgeable, and so I'd post things in there, and they would answer. and And I didn't realize what what a craze it is. So um, to find items is there are there are websites that that uh, like a vintage trailer supply and other vintage. Trailer of gaskets was was a was a good link for me to buy all the window stuff, but but I didn't realize how expensive everything was going to be, uh, just because you know it, it is kind of a, a craze now, and so you know I did get to a point where I was like, well, at any time to a certain point I could actually scrap this thing and probably get my money back, but but you know like in 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 life you know it's uh, you know you got to find the determination to you know just push through things and you know, have a goal and, you know, set little goals. So, you know, it would be like, okay, well, I just need to get the flooring done and set that goal. And then, okay, well, I need to get the walls done and just, you know, just baby steps, you know, and then, you know, you can see your, see your process. And then, you know, I also think about, you know, it's easier, you know, to replace than rebuild. And, and that was, that's something I thought about a a lot and still always think about is that it's, it's, you know, definitely easier to just like, okay, well, I'm done with this. You know, set it aside. You know, you know, toss it and 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 you know, replace it. But uh, but I did want to rebuild it. I did want to um, get it back to to the the camper it could be. And and then when I could start seeing the walls go up and start seeing the shape, you know, you, you kind of get like a second wind, and and then you get to the you know the point of no return where you know, it is just, uh, just, you know, finish it. And, and I, I did enjoy a lot of parts of it towards the end there. Um, I always get like a second wind and, and I, I, and I wanted to work on it. So, so it was kind of nice to, you know, um, just see the finish line and, and strive to get through the finish line to get the, you know, the end product.
0: Yeah. I really appreciate what you said about how especially in today's society where everything is if it gets to be too much work if it gets to be too hard just replace it and not put in the effort and i just really think that that's significant just in the parallels of what it, it took you to do for this camper just resonates with me as far as just life in general instead of just replacing things just pushing through and working hard and and making it what what it needs to be so did you you had a vision when you were working on the camper you had the vision of what it was going to be at the end what was it that kept pushing you through was it the fact that you knew we were going to be sitting here in moments like this in a campground and enjoying each other's company is that what it was that pushed you so hard to finish
1: well, I think with everything, you know, I I, I don't like giving up on things, um, and and also I, I do like projects, and and I did want to get it done, and and of course this camper, you know, we did go uh, um, kind of all out because you know originally the vision was okay, well it's just going to be in the backyard, it's going to have have uh, have a deck on, and it. it's not going anywhere, and then I was like, well, I'm going to put trailer lights on it, and and you know, be able to, to hook up to the truck with it. And you're like, well, why? We're not going anywhere. And it's like, well, if I'm going to build this, you know.
0: We're going somewhere. <laughs> we're going to go
1: somewhere. And then I was like, you know, so this this is a, a, a smaller camper, so it doesn't have a bathroom in it, but it does have a, a sink in it. And I said, well, I'm going to put plumbing in there. And, and she's like, well, we don't, we're going to have it in the backyard and we can use the bathroom in the garage. And it's like, well, you know, I am a plumber and I want plumbing in <laughs> the camper. So... So, yeah, so it was, uh, there was a, a lot of added things, and, and typically, um, uh, you know, you add things, but this was a project where, where I kept adding and adding, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, so there's there's definitely a lot of, uh, you know, plumbing touches in here, you know, for as small as this camper is, it's amazing how many windows it has, and so we got the, <laughs> you know, the copper tubing, you know, curtain rods and, and our kitchen tables held up by, you know, copper pipes. And so, yeah, so it's a little uh, tribute to, uh, you know, uh, the trade there plumbing wise. So,
0: yeah. Well, and it was a, it was a almost like a family adventure because everyone put a little bit of heart and soul into it. Your mom actually made the curtains for us by hand. We went and got the fabric, and she, you know, had the measurements and got those made, and they're absolutely perfect. And she even made the cushions for our little kitchenette. And so it's just been really a fun journey to watch everyone come together. And our kiddos at first weren't very convinced. They kind of thought we were crazy when we pulled up in the driveway with this dilapidated thing that a wall was caving in and they kind of looked at us like you guys have completely lost it and I think they even thought we were crazy for a while in the process until they could actually see that it was looking like a camper again so now they think it's really cool and and they're excited about it so it's been just a fun journey for us all to, you know, be a part of it. So if you're interested in what we are even talking about with our camper, I'll put a link in the show notes. We have an Instagram page that's dedicated just to this camper and the restoration and the adventures that we're going to be taking with it. So if you're interested, just check out the notes on this show and I will put the link um, to our Instagram page. So We'll transition a little bit now away from the camper. We just wanted to talk about that a little bit, just the journey that it took to get us to this place, but also because all of the future podcasts are going to be recorded in Jenny. So we're actually in the process now of re-landscaping our entire backyard, and when Jenny is not in use on a campsite somewhere, she's going to be sitting in our backyard, and we are actually going to make a campsite in our backyard with a really cool tiki bar and all sorts of wonderful landscaping. And so um, she's going to be a part of our every day. So it's been kind of fun to watch this journey. So so anyhow, we're going to transition just a little bit and um, just have Scott open up a little about his faith journey and what that looks like. And um, I'll share a little bit more about my history and my uh, faith journey on another episode but i just thought it would be really neat for him to share a little bit about where he's started and where he's uh, been you know been and where he's kind of at right now so um so scott you can go ahead if you'd like and share a little bit about what your faith journey has looked like um maybe even just when you were a kid what it looked like in your household, and what faith meant to you even at a young age.
1: Yeah, so growing up, uh, I never really went to church. Um, I did, you know, in grade school, you know, go with some friends to, you know, vacation Bible school, and, but other than that, there was really no, um, you know, no going to church. Uh, My dad never really went to church, and my mom grew up Catholic and she went, you know, to Catholic schools, but by the time, you know, she got married and everything, you know, she, you know, just really just wasn't going to the, to the church anymore. Um, there was never anything as far as like, you know, you're not going to church, you know, they always left that option. But as a, as a, as a kid, you know, like going to church by myself or trying to figure out you know, what I wanted to do. I mean, I was interested in it, but I just didn't know, you know, how to get there, you know, whether, uh, especially on, on my own being, being young. So, so it just, yeah. So it just, religion was never in, you know, really in my life, uh, you know, growing up.
0: So when you were young, was there ever a talk of God in your household? Was there ever a talk of faith? Or what was your impression? Because uh, a lot of times when we're growing up, our faith impression is based on our parents. Uh, maybe their faith journey kind of turns into your faith journey. So when you were growing up, was there really much talk of anything? And what, if so, was it positive or did it have more of a negative um, undertone?
1: No, it just was never really brought up. Uh, I did, you know, during summers and stuff, uh, spend time with my grandparents, and they were still uh, heavy into, you know, the Catholic Church, and and I would go to, you know, Catholic Church with them on, on Sunday or, you know, Mass. And, you know, it's just that's definitely a, a, a different experience. Uh, I call it, I don't know, kinda like an old kind of like an old-school kind of experience.
0: More ritual, vibe. more, you know, just follow this rule, do this kind of a situation.
1: Yeah, yes. And and so um, it it didn't really interest me a, a whole lot. So, you know, I, I never really pursued, uh, pursued that, you know, direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. So did you ever see points in your life uh, looking back when you were younger? Did you ever see a situation where you felt like now to be able to look back that God's hand was actually in it with you and you just weren't recognizing it at that point?
1: Yeah, I, I think there probably are situations that, you know, that God was there with me, but I had no idea, you know, so um, so yeah, looking back, I, I do see, you know, that that God is always with you.
0: Yeah, that he's always been there. Mm -hmm. So, um, a little bit about Scott and I, we are actually high school sweethearts. We dated a senior year and we've been together ever since. So this past May, we just celebrated 28 years. Yeah. 28 years of being together. Mm -hmm. So, and then in August we'll be married um, 24. So Scott and I have been together a long time and he has been, um, witness to my faith journey, and I won't get into that now, but um, he's seen a lot of things in me and my growth in faith. Um, So how did that impact you, Scott, when you saw me growing in my faith journey, what did that look like for you on a personal level?
1: Well, I mean, I was always, you know, won't hold anybody back on, you know, items like that. So, you know, watching you go through your journey, I mean, you know, I, I can appreciate it. It's just, you know, since I wasn't in it, I I didn't understand, um, a lot about it. Uh, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So as far as your faith journey, at what point do you say that you recognized God, that you made that relationship with him, with Jesus personal to you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that experience?
1: So I guess, uh, you know, you know, around seven years ago, you know, I was having, uh, you know, a hard time, personal hard time. And I did look, uh, you know, towards the church. And and I did start going to, you know, church with the family. and, And, you know, I started... Praying, and I actually uh, um, really found out that uh, you know I've always heard about the power of prayer, but I'd never understood what that meant. But I I could see uh, you know Jesus start working in my life, and um, and I, I felt like every time I I prayed uh, that I had you know a better calmness. Um, so so I really felt like the you know the, the the power of you know prayer really really uh is real and so so that that kind of started the, you know the 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 faith journey and then um going to church you know we were going to you know one church and and I I liked it at sometimes you know but it's it's always I always felt like uh I always enjoyed church more when I when I got a message of it, like when I felt like they were, you know, like when it was, you know, when I could relate to it. And so we we did start going to a, a different church, and, and the pastor there, I could really relate to the uh, the pastor of the church that we go to now, and he's just really easygoing, down to earth, and and uh, and he's just a really good guy, and I and I can just really appreciate that, and I I like his his messages, you know, and just to see that, you know uh, that, that, you know, that his messages, you know, affect my life. And so I just really enjoy that right now.
0: So he, so he was able to take scripture and share parts of his personal journey and incorporate scripture into that. And so it made it more impactful for you because then you could take those things and they would relate to your life.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, I'm I'm a simple guy, so anytime a preacher can put something in layman's term, that is, uh, I am all about that.
0: <laughs> I think we all are, sweetie. <laughs> so what do you think, what what's your life look like now? So you were talking about this, you know, really difficult time in your life, and um, when you would pray, I do remember that you would experience this peace that, and it says in Scripture that He will offer you the peace that passes all understanding. And I think that, that was something that was really big for you. Um, can you explain just a little bit about what that peace actually felt like? And and I, I believe that that was the moment that you felt like it was real because there was this peace.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the the anxieties and, you know, depressions that I've felt, uh, during this, this time, you know, I, every time I felt like that, I I would pray and I just felt, you know, felt better. Uh, a lot of times, you know, at night when I couldn't sleep, you know, I would start praying and literally just fall asleep while praying. So, so I really felt that, that, uh, you know, that it is the, the peace that passes over. Um, and then, you know, also just going, you know, to the church now, I can also open up my eyes and see that there is, you know, uh, darkness out there and that there is, you know, basically a struggle between uh, good and evil out there. It, it, it's more relevant when you just basically uh, open your eyes and and just realize what's going out there, you know, whether it's, uh, you know... Um, temptations or, you know, whatever struggles you're going through, you know, I, I do think that there is a darkness out there, uh, for sure, a, a struggle.
0: Yeah, and it says very clearly in, in Scripture that there is an unseen battle. We we can't see it with our eyes, but there is a constant battle between the enemy, Satan, and, and God, and the fact that um, there is always you know, the enemy's always at work in our lives. And, and as you're saying that now, because of the Holy Spirit, because of you inviting Jesus into your life, that your eyes are opened in a completely different way on just the enemy and and some of his tactics. So um, one of the really cool things that I think that um, you've done is you got this amazing tattoo uh, on your arm and part of your back. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that tattoo is and what it represents to you.
1: Yeah. So it's literally the, the armor of God. And so I have the, the soldier on my back and he's loaded up with, with the armor of God, with, the uh, you know, with the,
0: the belt um, of truth, the belt and of truth the shield and, and the sword of the spirit. And so all of those pieces of the armor are representative and they're even, the words are right there on each piece.
1: Yeah, and and I chose it on my back, as far as you know, Jesus having my back, and then then it has the the flaming arrows that literally wrap around my arm all the way to my back, and that that represents the the darkness, you know, the, the flaming aerial arrows is is the darkness coming at you, and and you're loaded up with the armor of God to protect you from you know this darkness coming at you, and so. So these arrows you know they they represent really anything whether they represent you know you know a coworker that you can't get along with or you know somebody that's you know always you know talking about you or you know bringing you down or you know negativity or you know the temptations or whatever I mean those arrows can really represent you know anything in your life and that that's not good you know so so, so I really do in, enjoy that. I just, I just really, uh, you know, be honest with you, that just gives me a sense of peace too. You know, just to have an actual, you know, armor god on on my back and and know that those, uh, you know, those flaming arrows are coming at you all the time. You know, and you just got to know how to defend yourself with the, you know, the spiritual warfare that's out there.
0: Yeah, I think that's just really cool because if you look at it, it it's big, it's colorful, it's bright. And I just feel like it tells so much about your story and the fact of where you've been and, and where you're at right now. And just dr- trusting Jesus with your life and with your future and, and what he has in store for you. I just, I think it's really, really cool. I'm, I'm super excited every time I get to see it. So.
1: Yeah, I think that if you would have told me years ago that I would have had a uh, a huge tattoo of, you know, a something like a Bible scripture on my back, I would have said absolutely, you know, no way, you know, I mean,
0: yeah,
1: you know, growing up, I mean, you know, I always felt, you know, as long as you were, you know, good, you know, decent that, you know, that you were, you know, that you weren't evil, I guess. And, and, and I mean, you know, I, I still feel that everybody should be good, but I, you know, I, I do think that, you know, knowing Jesus and have a relationship with Jesus is, is, uh, I think there's just something different about it. And, you know, I still believe that, you know, you don't have to, you know, be in church or go to church to have a relationship with Jesus, you know, whether, you know, you have a relationship when you're, you know, doing your workout or, you know, running or, you know, when you're at peace or, you know, whatever. I just think that having that relationship is good, you know. You know, during the whole COVID, we weren't able to go to uh church, and so, you know, I, I listen to the podcast, and I actually, you know, the the more, I always like running, you know, we do a lot of running, I always like running with music, and I never really wanted to listen to podcasts, and just lately, I've just been the opposite, you know, I, I you know, I, I need, I need some, some podcasts, I need some positivity, you know, um, in my life, and, and I believe that there are a lot of good podcasts out there that, uh, that really um, share positivity, share the word of God, and and so I just really enjoy a good uh, you know good podcast while I'm while I'm running, and that's kind of my you know uh, being with Jesus, you know, like while I'm running, and you know getting up early in the morning, to watch the sun come up, and just you know being out there and and, and having that connection.
0: And these are not just podcasts. their sermons. They are literally Sunday morning sermons, whether it's spoken from a huge platform like Elevation Church. Scott and I are huge fans of Stephen Furtick, and we listen to his sermons quite frequently. Or if it's a smaller podcast episode from our local church, that is maybe several thousand members. And so it's just really cool to be able to see his, you know, just see my husband's journey and the fact that, you know, he didn't listen to these things before and now it's just a part of his life and a part of his growth. And so I've seen so much change in, in him. And I always, people have asked me because I came to know Jesus um, a number of years ago. I actually prayed for Scott for 15 years before he Accepted Christ, and so people have asked me, "What's it like, you know, praying for him, and going to church with the kids by herself?" And now here he is, a man of God, and following Jesus, and in, in relationship. And people have asked, "What's that like?" And I just say, "It's Scott's always been an amazing." husband, an amazing father. And now it's just even more amazing. It's hard to even put it into words because he's just been so great even before. And then now here we have this connection on a spiritual level and it's just, it's hard to describe. So after 15 years of prayer for him to have grown the way that he is in his relationship with the Lord. It's just had a huge impact on me and my journey and a huge impact on his relationship with the kids. Not that there was issue before. I mean, he's always been amazing, but now it's just a whole new level because he has that sensitivity and openness to Jesus. So, what's that look like for you Scott you know in that time frame what are some of the things that you can see that Jesus his impact on your life how has that you know um come through in your relationships like with me or with the kids or with your coworkers or just a random person at the store like how do you see that in your life
1: well, I think there's several things one thing is uh showing grace you know i mean i I think that you start showing grace to you know to people and you know it just it just um a lot of things just don't you know matter as much um I think that uh choosing your your battles with people is is huge you know uh there are gonna be strong willed people out there and you just have to um I guess let it pass, you know, just, uh, and, and, I feel like that's, I feel like since I've known Jesus that I have been, uh, letting, you know, I have been choosing my battles. I have showed people, uh, grace and compassion because, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, when I was going through my struggles, um, nobody knows, you know, nobody understands. And, and, uh, so, so you don't know what other people are going through, you know, so, so showing somebody some compassion because you don't know their struggles as you know they don't know your struggles, and and so sometimes people are taking you know their struggles out on you it has nothing to do with you. And so so showing somebody some you know compassion, talking to them, uh, and like say you know showing grace, uh, choosing your battles. I, I, I just feel like that's that's um, uh, brought me closer with you know some people and and uh, and relationships that I, I can get uh I can look past um some of the, the flaws, you know, that they they may have or you know that that rose me the wrong way. Uh I, I can get past that.
0: Yeah. I've seen that in you. I've seen that firsthand and I think it's really, really awesome the way that you've just softened up so much um that way. So even just in our relationship, how have you seen things differently just in our relationship as husband and wife.
1: Well, you know, and also during you know the the last few years, our not only has our relationship changed, but you know our our guess our you know life situations has changed because you know you know in a blink of eye, you know the the kids are at home, and in the in the last you know several years, you know we went from you know raising high schoolers to you know being empty nesters, and and that's. You know that that's a that's a hard transition, too. You know, to to having your your spouse be basically your, you know, co-parent and you're parenting these people, and then all of a sudden you you know you're coming to the point where you're you're at home alone again, and then you, you're your husband and wife again. So so it's uh so there's been a lot of you know you know transitions there too, but uh, um, I just feel like that that we've had such a strong connection and, and we're able to, you know, basically work through everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we're literally about two weeks away from officially being empty nesters. Our youngest daughter is going to be moving not only out of the house, but she's going to be moving out of state all the way to Mesa, Arizona. And we are in central Illinois. So you can imagine what our hearts are feeling like right now, but As Scott mentioned, I just feel like with him, in his faith journey, we've just drawn so much closer together, and the fact that, like, he will pray with me, or whether we are sitting down to read a a book or something that is based on scripture, um, tell me a little bit about what that's been like, Scott, just praying together and reading together and just going to church, and I'm on the worship team, and he gets to see me on stage, you know, worshiping. Tell me about some of those things and how that's uh, impacted you.
1: Well, now it it is kind of funny to, you know, enjoy looking forward to going to church, you know, uh, before I I wouldn't be, you know, wanting to go to church at all, and now I'm like, we need to go, (laughs) you know, we're going to be late, so... (laughs) So yeah, so it, uh you know that that's that's um interesting. Uh and you know the the reading, you know, uh it you know some of the reading is is very hard for me. Uh you know, I'm like say I'm kind of simple and so some of the, you know, you know, reading is 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 difficult. Like scripture reading. Yeah, scripture understanding, reading. Yeah. Is difficult and that's why I say I really like can appreciate the preacher that, you know, breaks down layman's terms. So so that that's kind of the scripture readings are uh, you know, sometimes hard for me. Uh, the, you know, just reading some of the, you know, the Christian books that just, you know, the the devotions and the positivity. I I do like like that. You know, it, it is, you know, to be honest with you, uh, a little hard for me to read because you know that's kind of, you know, why I got in the, you know, the trades because I'm more of a hands-on guy than a than a bookworm. So so you know, trying to find time to read it is tough. We we tried to make it a point to. You know, spend a certain amount of time reading, and, and that's kind of what you got to do too. Is you know, carve out time for things that are important to you. So, so we try. I, I'm just I got about one more chapter in a in a book, and and that's probably one of the uh, the first complete books that I've read in numerous years. But, uh, but like I say, I think with um, you know if you're interested in scriptures and, you know, we, we've, uh, gone to some Bible studies and, you know, in groups and, and I, I think that's, that is, uh, a good learning tool, you know, to be with other people and, and share, you know, um, thoughts on the scripture.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, as far as like being in church, um, what does that mean to you? Like when you're in church, you're listening to our pastor share, you're listening to the worship team. Uh, what what does that do for you in your faith journey? It's I know it's just one little snippet out of the week, but in in your you're walking with Jesus throughout the week as well. But what's it like for you when you're actually there, surrounded by other believers in 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 the service?
1: Well, like I said, I think in the service. I really like it when, when I can apply that sermon, you know, to my life, you know, you know, I think on several, you know, the, actually both churches that I, that I've tend to, you know, the preacher always talks about, you know, you know, church kind of like a, like a football game. And then, you know, that you want to, you know, get in the game, that you don't want to be on the sidelines, that you want to be in the game. And so, you know, I can kind of relate to that. So, you know, I'd like to you know, try to get into, i you know, like I said, I'm still kind of a, a, a rookie, I guess. So, uh, you know, I can't quote you scriptures and, and, but, but I do know that, you know, Jesus is real. I do know, uh, what I feel. Um, I do know, uh, that he talks to me at times. And, and so, so I guess just coming, you know, getting something out of church, I, and, and seeing, you know, the positivity there, uh, I do, I do enjoy it, you know, uh, you know, just because you go to, you know, church, you know, you don't have to be, I guess, you know, uh, you know, like if you put uh, people in church on kind of a pedestal, that's really not the case. I mean, you know, these people that are going to church, you know, they all have something that they they all are broken, you know, they all need something, you know, so. So I would say that, you know, just because. You know, you say church isn't for me because I got you know issues. I'm not good. Well, you know that's why that's why we're going to church because you know we are broken. You know we do need you know Jesus in, in our life.
0: Yeah, I've heard it said before that church is more. It's it's a it's like a hospital. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a bunch of people there. It's not like we're all fixed and and mended and everything's just a okay. We're there because we need him, and we're recognizing the fact that we do need him. So. What if you if you could say looking back on your life um, before you knew Jesus and then now in this past seven ish years of knowing him on a personal level, what do you know now that you didn't know then?
1: Well, I feel like uh, before I probably had my blinders on, you know, and I was living in my own little world, doing my own little tasks and. And now I feel that I can see, you know, a lot more things around me. You know, I, I, I got a lot of my blinders off. Not completely, but, you know, for the most part, you know, uh, got my blinders off. And, and I, can, I, I can see uh, spiritually better.
0: Yeah. So when you say that, it's just you see the brokenness in people. You see the fact that you need to be kind and that everyone's going through some struggle, that's what you're referring to almost as blinders, just that you see things differently. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You see things differently. Like say everybody's got, you know, struggles and, and so, yeah, I, I can, I can see that more, you know, now than, than ever before. And I can, you know, uh, see that there is a lot of, you know, broken people out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of the times, uh, I'll have my guests share how it is that they speak to Jesus because I firmly believe that he speaks to us on a daily basis. And that's just whether we are too busy to listen or maybe whether we're not tuned in or just whatever. I feel like he even speaks to me through my run and something that I'm seeing out in nature, um, when he speaks to you, which I know that he does, what does that look like for you? And there's no right answer because he speaks to all of us in different ways because it's personal to us. So what's that look like for you?
1: Well, usually it's on a, on a run or when I'm just not, you know, working on a hundred things at one time. It's in my, uh, in my downtime. But, but it is where you have to you know, invite him in you know you have to you know have that door open and you have to you know like I say have your have your eyes open and your ears open and and you have to you know let him in uh you know because like I say he'll you know he'll come knocking but you know you got to let the door open and and let him in so like I say I just and then you know and I'll call out to I call out to him you know you know and I'm you know, hurting or when I'm, you know, when I need him. So.
0: Yeah. So is it like uh, some, I don't know of anybody that's had audible unless, you know, you're in, in scripture, but is it, is, is it just this, this kind of gut feeling? Is it just kind of like an impression, like something kind of dropped in that you just know wasn't from you? That, what that, does that That's look about like
1: what it is. You? It's, it's something that you know really isn't from you. You know, a lot of it is, uh, you know your gut instincts. You know that's I, I believe a lot of times that's you know Jesus, you know talking to you. It's just this gut instinct, or, or uh, you know I, I don't get the, you know the actual voice, but it's just you know just a feeling. It's a it's a gut instinct. You know, and mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have any instances that you maybe want to share where you just really felt like God spoke to you on something and then you acted on that? Is there anything that comes to mind? I know that's kind of a quick question.
1: Um, You know, I it, it, it's hard saying because, you know, I think that, uh, that we take a lot of, you know, credit, like when we have a good idea or when we do, you know, move on this action or that action, mm-hmm. you know, we, mm-hmm. you know, we feel like that is our idea and, and it's, you know, and it's sometimes not, you know, it it, it is that, you know, Jesus speaking to you, giving you that, that seed, you know, planting that seed inside you to, Mm -hmm. you know, give that. So, so it's, I don't know, you know, I can't think of an instance, you know, like now, but I can tell you that that I've had a lot of good ideas over the years, and I'm, and I'm sure that they're not all mine.
0: <laughs> I'll give you some credit, too. You have really good ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I can kind of think of one, even just recently, where we learned of a financial need in a family member's um, situation, a, a person that had an opportunity that was going to help benefit them in their education. And um, do you want to tell a little bit about that situation
1: that I, that we were able to help out, you know, uh, a family member, you know, uh, um, to, we had a situation where we have a family member where they had the opportunity to, uh, really do something that, uh, that they were only able to do like this certain time, like right now, and, and they didn't have the, the money to do it. And I, and I really felt like, you know, I want to help out, you know, so, so uh, that was something that, you know, I, I, I could take the credit for that. It's like, yeah, I, I want to help out, you know, but, but no, I mean, it was, it was something that I felt deep down inside that, you know what, I, you know, I, I have the, I had the mean, means right now, you know, I can, you know, this isn't going to hurt me, I can, you know, I can, you know, pass on, you know, my contribution to, to help a family member to do something that, they will never be able to get to do again, that they'll be able to, uh, um, you know, do this program and they'll be able to, uh, you know, learn and grow from it and, and it will definitely, you know, possibly be life changing. So, yeah. so, you know, I mean, so instances like that, you know, like I say, it'd be cool for me to say that that was my, you know, that was my idea to say, Hey, you know, we're going to, you know, pay for this, but, uh, but, but it's not, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's. It's kind of like, Scott, you have the means. To do <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs>
0: well, I believe that was just the Holy Spirit because it was so cool. We were sitting there at lunch with this family member of ours or, you know, the parents of this family member. And they were talking about this financial need and the fact that, you know, he might not be able to go do this program because it would have been a huge expense. And Scott literally just piped up not even a question. And he said, I will pay for him to go. And it wasn't just like. 20 bucks. I mean, it was a decent amount of money for him to be able to go for this program. And so just to think that he's experiencing this over the summer and it's going to be something that is going to be life-changing for him. It's going to look amazing on his resume. It's going to impact his education. And I just think that's so cool. And it's not even a, it's not even a financial brag because I don't feel like that's the case. I feel like God has blessed us tremendously in so many areas of our life and the financial part as well. And so if we can give back to someone else that needs, I feel like that's honoring God in so many different ways. So that was really, really a cool experience.
1: Yeah. And I think there's other situations like that where, you know, you know about something and somebody else needs a need, has a need. And there's a lot of times where you can, you know, put the pieces together and, you can fill that person's needs because you know somebody that somebody else that can supply those needs you know right. so so sometimes you know you can just be the you know the the middle person and and you know help somebody somebody out yeah with those needs
0: yeah and i i truly believe that god connects those dots for us that you know you meet this person and you learn of this need and you also know of this other person that can kind of help out with that need and I just believe that God connects all of our dots and the people that we come across in our lives there's absolutely no coincidence in the fact that we're meeting them at that moment at that time we've just seen so many different things in our life that is evidence of that so I think that's really really cool
1: yeah, I think that's that's one thing that I have learned since uh, you know my relationship with Jesus is. I know Meredith always said that there's no such thing as coincidences, and I I think there is, you know. But then after, you know, my relationship with Jesus, I, I do realize that's where you, you know, open up your eyes and you realize that no, there is no such thing as coincidences. This this is you know faith. This was meant to be, you know. So so that that you know there there are things like that 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 I've noticed are different how I look at things, that there are no coincidences.
0: Yeah, very cool. Well, Scott, I appreciate you hanging out and sharing your faith journey. I know that that is definitely outside of your comfort zone. And and I tried really hard to not cry, but that's just what I do. (laughs) So thanks so much for just sharing your heart. If there was anyone listening to the podcast today and they were questioning their faith, if they were saying, I don't even know about this whole Jesus thing, I think that just isn't quite for me. um, What can you tell them about your journey, where you've been, where you're at now? What would you share with them to help them understand that Jesus loves them? He has a plan for them. He cares for them. And that he wants to know them on a personal level. How would you share that with with someone that might be listening?
1: You know, I think the main thing is, uh, you know, somebody out there if they're they're interested, is I'm sure that they have a friend or acquaintance that that maybe they look up to, that maybe they know, goes to church, and maybe get with them and say, you know, hey, I'd like to go to you know church with you, you know, and and I'm sure they would love that. You know, I mean, that's that's you know the thing about. You know, Christians is that you know they 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 want to spread the the word of Jesus. So, so I think that if if you are like that, I just think that you know reaching out to you know somebody that you look up to, um, and seeing if they what church they attend to. I think that's the, you know the the best way. Just because like you know starting out, it's you know, you know I just always felt like okay, well if you're good, then you know you'll go to heaven and you know this and that, or you know like if there is a heaven, you know of course you know I had all my you know questions, but, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, there are people that go church shopping too, you know, as far as, you know, trying different churches, you know, just cause you go to, you know, one church, if, if that's not for you, you know, then you, you know, go to, to other churches, you know, it's, it's, it's tough out there, but I think that, uh, um, you know, get into your inner circle of people or somebody that you look up to and just, you know, just really find out like, you know, um, you know, where they attend.
0: Yeah. And maybe even like what, what their relationship looks like with Jesus. Like why would they even be following him in the first place? Maybe learn a little bit more about where they're at and what that means to them. And that's why I even do this podcast is because I feel like a person's story is so impactful and the fact that they can listen to someone's journey and find something that means something to them and they can resonate or it will resonate with them and, and connect. So that's definitely one of the reasons why I love sharing stories on here. So,
1: yeah. And I, I think that's true too. I mean, you know, as far as maybe not even finding somebody in your inner circle, go church, but I mean, there's, there's very good resources online with the, with the podcast. Like I say, I, I really enjoy, uh, elevation worship, Elevation yeah. Church with Stephen ferdict I mean he's an yeah. amazing uh preacher and and you know there are numerous times where I just feel like he's you know speaking right to me so so yeah like yeah. say there you know there there's you know with the, this time and age i mean there's numerous things where if you are a introvert and you don't wanna you know ask anybody i mean you know it's just a matter of getting on your phone and and listening to some uh you know, to some podcasts to figure out, you know, you know, where you're at and what you, what you enjoy. I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, obviously, I mean, even, even in the seven years I've been going to, you know, a church, I mean, I'm not, a an expert by any means. So, uh, I, I, I consider myself a rookie. Uh, <laughs> I with...
0: think you're further along than what you realized, be.
1: <laughs> but like I say, there's definitely, definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of resources out there for sure.
0: Yeah. And the key really is that it's personal, that it's you, you ask and, and you invite Jesus in and he promises that he'll be there. So that's really the key is just inviting him. Like you said before, that he's always at the door and it's just a matter of if you're going to open it or not. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you, sweetie. I really, (laughs) I really appreciate you doing this and it means more to me than what you realize. I love you. I love you, sweetie. Bye, friends. Friends, didn't you just love what Scott had to share? Several of the things that really stood out to me was when he was talking about the vintage camper and how in our society today, People want to just throw things away and not work on it. And to him, it just meant so much that he would continue to work on the camper. And speaking of that, isn't that exciting that the camper, Jenny, is going to be our new podcast studio? So every episode from here on out is going to be recorded in Jenny. And so I just love the concept of that. Also, I just really loved the way that he shared about his faith and that he uh, even got that big tattoo as a reminder just to be able to see a tangible reminder of the fact that God is always there, God always has his back. I hope that something that he said, share that he shared resonated with you today and that you can take that little nugget and let that impact your life. One thing that you probably didn't get across um, in our conversation because it was more of a serious topic was the fact that my husband has the best sense of humor we have so much fun together that's literally one of my favorite things about him is the fact that he always makes me laugh i tend to be a little bit more on the serious side and so his laughter and his humor is something that i definitely need so in the next few uh, seconds you'll be able to hear a couple of bloopers we'll just finish it out with that a couple of bloopers that we did as we were getting ready to start the podcast, we had to get all that goofiness out before we could turn it to a little bit more of a serious side. So thanks so much for listening. I look forward to talking with you again. And as I said, I hope that this episode in my husband's faith journey impacted you and you could pick up a piece of something that he shared and let that impact your life. I'll talk to you again soon, friends. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I got Shoby here with me today. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> How you doing? I test test.
1: Fa la 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 la.